It's good to have you in church today. We are thankful to be together as a, a dad who has just seen my, our last son graduate from high school. It warms my heart to see um, little people coming up in our church and in the faith. And I think that one of the things that we have as an opportunity in front of us when we pray for our, our kids is to remember uh, what Brad said, which is that we all have some responsibility to uh, model and pray and uh, see the next generation raised up. I remember reading once uh, somebody said that the church um, and Christianity and the world is always a generation away from extinction. It's like if we don't transmit faith, it goes away. And I'm just heartened when I see um, families raising their kids in the Lord. Before we read today on this Trinity Sunday, I want to introduce you to my friend and our newest hire, Adrian Christian. Adrian, would you stand up? You can sit down. Adrian is uh, going to be our um, evangelism and discipleship pastor starting on the 3rd of August. And she was in town today uh, prior to her start. And we just wanted you to see her face and hear who she is. Um, I have known and we have known Adrian for many, many years. She was a member of our church going back 11 or 12 years ago and then moved to the Dominican Republic and was there as a, an educator and a missionary and a person who was committed to family empowerment for seven years in the DR. Uh, I have been down to the Dominican with my daughters um, on numerous occasions to spend time with this woman. She is a mentor and a model of faith. And then three years ago, Adrienne stepped off the mission field to go to Gordon-Conwell, so she traded the Caribbean for the wintry north of Boston, Massachusetts, and survived that experience, and will be joining our team. And I just want to say, Adrian, that I am so thankful for you. Uh, this woman models devotion to Jesus as well as anybody I know, and I've seen that happen not only over uh, you know bits and, and pieces, but over the last 12 years or so. Um, she has been an example of faith to my own children, and I just am so thankful for who you are and what you're going to bring. Y'all, we believe that the Lord increasingly is clarifying our calling uh, to be that of one of discipleship. Uh, I believe that as we are watching the world um, moving into an increasingly post-Christian space, that the call of leaders in churches and the call of Christians in general is to be more committed to a spiritual formation that goes beyond classes and education, uh, that is something about life-on-life -life spirituality. And y'all, I'm just going to tell you, that's going to result in a kind of slowed-down spirituality. I believe that we're in far uh, too great a hurry in our day and age, and um, the occasional class ain't going to get it uh, going forward. And one of the things that I'm excited about regarding Adrian joining our team is that that is her heartbeat. Uh, one of the conversations that we had as we were interviewing her uh, it was her saying to us, if you think of discipleship or um, formation as a program uh, only or a series of classes, not interested. And I believe that for us, um, we're going to increasingly be inviting you into a way of life that results in being with Jesus. And that is uh, caught as much as it is taught. And I am just so hopeful about the future and where the Lord is calling our church to be. And Adrian, I am just so pumped that I get to hang out with you more and that you're not like an ocean away or I just don't, I just can't do Boston. So... Um, <laughs> Just can't do it, can't get with that. Um, so I'm glad you're here. If you have your Bibles, turn to John 16. Today is Holy Trinity 
Sunday. We are so thankful to be able to hold the idea of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And our reading today is just a few short verses, and I'm going to read and then pray. And then we're going to look at uh, Father, Son, and Spirit. But specifically today, because the text invites us to, we're going to be looking at um, what Jesus, our Savior, says about the person of the Holy Spirit. And then we're going to pray, just spend some time in the Word before we come to the communion table. Jesus says, I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me by taking what is mine and making it known to you. All that belongs to the father is mine, Jesus says. That is why I said the spirit will take from what is mine and make it known to you. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Let's pray and let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, we, we thank you for the Bible. We thank you for Jesus' words. And we pray today that you would help us to maybe consider something that we maybe many of us have not spent much time considering, which is the work of the Spirit and what it, the Spirit brings to us. I pray, God, that you would slow us down in this space, that you would give us the gift of peace, God, whatever it is that we have brought with us into this space, we ask now for the grace to set it aside and to be present in a world of hurry and worry, um, a world of stress and anxiety. We ask now for the gift of your peace, Holy Spirit, that you would help us now in Jesus' name, amen, amen. So in the same chapter, if you go back just a few verses, and we referenced this last week, Jesus says, speaking of the Holy Spirit, he says, it is good for you that I would go away, for if I don't go, the Holy Spirit can't come. Now, I imagine that when Jesus said this to his friends, when he said, it's good for you that I would um, die, be resurrected, and ascend, they're probably thinking, I'm not so sure about that. You know, people like Jesus. Many of you in this room, you have um, a grid for Jesus. Jesus is, for many Christians, this person of the Godhead that we feel like we can, um, we can identify with. We, we can wrap our hearts around the things that he said and the things that he did. And yet here is Jesus in this same chapter saying to people like us, it's good for you that I go away. Because if I go, the Holy Spirit is going to come. I believe that we have an opportunity in front of us to take those words of Jesus seriously, to begin to wonder together why is it that Jesus is so convinced that we so need the person of the Holy Spirit to be present with us, that it was good for him to ascend to the right hand of the Father. Today and last week, actually, we did the same work. I want to try to convince you to make more room in your thinking and in your living for the person of the Holy Spirit. All of us in this room have fathers. Now, you may not have a great relationship with your father. Your father may be distant from you or have passed on to the next world, but we understand fathers. 
We understand the son because whether we're sons or daughters, we get the familial relationship with the Holy Spirit. This third person of the Trinity is one that many Christians just don't spend a whole lot of time exploring. We don't know what to do with the Spirit. We, we wonder what the Spirit is. And you, you see enough kind of weirdness in the church, you know, like wacky charismatic people or faith healers or televangelists. And they're always talking about the Holy Spirit. And we think, that's a weird so what happens is, is a lot of us have about two-thirds of the Trinity that we explore, and the Holy Spirit is left unexplored. Jesus says it's good for us that he ascended because that meant the Holy Spirit would come. So what I want to do is just essentially make a case for why you and me, why we need the person and work of the Holy Spirit, why it's important for us to pray one of the most ancient prayers of the church. One of the oldest prayers of the church is come Holy Spirit. Three words, come Holy Spirit. I pray that prayer every single day. As my day starts, I say, come Holy Spirit. And one of the great passions of my life as a, as a Christian is exploring the work of the Spirit and then speaking about the Holy Spirit in a way that redeems the Spirit's work from sort of kooky televangelists or sketchy people who are trying to get in your pocketbook. The Holy Spirit is so beautiful the Holy Spirit is, I believe, vital for your human flourishing. So over the next few moments, I'm going to highlight a number of things that Jesus says. We're just going to essentially walk through this text, and I'm going to point out some things that I think are worthy of our consideration. So number one, Jesus says, I have more to say to you than you can bear. Y'all, we have a capacity problem. Do you remember on the mountain of transfiguration, that story in the Bible where Jesus goes up with James, John, and Peter, and he begins to glow in front of their face? That was a moment where the Christian church realized that the Holy Spirit was pulling back a veil, and Jesus was able to be seen for who he always is. Jesus did not like flex and amp up in that space like a light bulb getting brighter. It was like a curtain was pulled back. And so what Jesus is saying here is fundamentally true, which is I have more to give you than you have the capacity to receive. And I just want to stop right there and say that we need to cultivate an imagination for the fact that faith is about connecting to a God who is so much more than we think he is. If your faith it's just about believing some right things or being as good as you can and doesn't make room for the fact that Jesus is this like ocean of goodness that wants to come to you and yet you can't receive it all because it's overwhelming. If you don't have that in your mind and imagination, I just want to say something really good, which is there is way more available to you than you would ever imagine. In this sense, the Holy Spirit is like a funnel that helps us receive so that we can incorporate the life of Jesus into our life every day. So one of the first things I think that we're meant to consider, uh, a kind of imagination expander, if you will, is that Jesus has more to say to us than we can handle. So what do we do about that? Jesus says, this is why you need the Holy Spirit. The second movement in this passage, the second thing I want to highlight is that the Holy Spirit, according to Jesus, teaches us truth. And that's not just like doctrine, like believing things is really important, but th there's more here. Um, we don't talk about like the language of the, of the New Testament, a ton, Greek, Greek language. Um, only when it's helpful do we say something about the original context of the language so that you 
can understand what Jesus is saying. There's a part of what Jesus is communicating here about truth is that the Holy Spirit teaches you truth in an unfolding or incremental way. A lot of us live our lives and we just want the answer, you know, it's like we just want to have all of it come to us at once. Maybe you're praying a prayer like that right now. I just need to know. <laughs> I need to know that everything's going to be okay. Or I just need to know the answer, what job to take, or whether I should marry that boy, or um, whether I'm going to make it through this thing, or whether my marriage is going to work. We want answers like that. But one of the beautiful things about the person and work of the Holy Spirit is that Jesus says the Holy Spirit unfolds truth to you in a kind of ongoing way, which is a reminder to us that our lives are about a process process or about a journey, not just about getting the answers. Some of us are in such a hurry to get all the answers. And in the middle of it, we've stopped living. I mean, there were times in the, in the darkness of the last year for me, I did almost fall off the stage right there. I felt it. It was close. <laughs> I didn't. There were times in the last year where I just wanted the answers. I just wanted to know, like, am I, am I going to make it? Am I going to be okay? And, and I never got that answer. But what I did get as I prayed, come Holy Spirit, was an invitation to put one foot in front of another and to see something. You know, there's a scripture in the Hebrew Bible, in the, in the book of Psalms, that says, your word is a lamp unto my feet. And the image there is of walking in the dark and not being able to see out there. So there could be like trouble waiting out there, but a lamp under your feet illuminates the path like a step at a time. That's what the Holy Spirit does. Some of you wanna know where your story's going. The Holy Spirit wants you to slow down and be present. Jesus wants you to begin to look at the unfolding leadership of the Holy Spirit that makes you grow in patience. It makes you, it invites you to slow down and take it step by step. And y'all, we are not good at step by step. Because step by step means you've got to be present. It means you've got to be right here, right now with all the junk and all the good stuff and take it one day at a time. The Holy Spirit leads us into truth in an incremental way. The third thing I think we're meant to see here is the Holy Spirit travels alongside us and serves as a guide. I said this last week and I'm gonna say it again and again and again. Some of us, grew up with an image, or maybe today you have an image of God is way out in front of you. That was my image of God when I was young. I grew up in a, in a situation where there was um, addiction in our family and there was um, power of God and a lot of brokenness. And for me, at least, I began to understand God as someone who was always running so far out in front of me that I could barely ever keep up with him. So I really early on to just go for it, to like do my best to try to chase God. And there were times where I would feel like I was making some progress. And then there were times where I felt like I was just wearing myself out. Maybe that's you. Maybe you grew up with a kind of chase God. Others of you grew up with God behind you, with a cattle prod poking and prodding and shocking you to move you forward. And that's not a lot of fun either. The Bible tells us in the language of the New Testament, the Holy Spirit is one who stands beside us and walks with us. The way that we understand Jesus, the way that we grow in our understanding of his truth is that the Spirit is with us. But we're not alone even with the Spirit. If the Holy Spirit is a guide, he leads communities, groups of people. 
I'll hike in the woods in Georgia by myself, but not in places like Colorado. It's just not wise to go out into the backcountry alone. You need a guide and a group to do that. I remember being with Brent, who's over here once in Colorado in the backcountry, and our guide, a, a guy who lived there named Chuck, he said, there are mountain lions around. And I remember stopping and thinking like, okay, mountain lions. And he said, don't worry, you won't see a mountain lion. But if you do, it'll be the last thing you see. You know, and it was like, good night. And I was thinking, huh. When we're out in unpredictable, uncertain, or wild places, and you may not be in the woods of Colorado, but you're, you may be in a wild and uncertain place right now in your life. You may be in a place right now to where things don't feel very clear. Things maybe feel a little bit scary or uncertain. It's in those places that we need the guidance of the Holy Spirit, one who walks beside us, not out in front, not behind, and we also need each other. As the world is moving increasingly into a post-Christian space, as people are unhooking from organized religion and church and all of that stuff, increasingly the remnant of us who are going to stick in this are going to need each other. But it's really important that we know that the Holy Spirit is right here. And there's so much dignity in the, the words of the New Testament that call the Holy Spirit one who stands beside because the Holy Spirit then becomes a traveling companion, a conversation partner, one who leads you incrementally through the stages and the phases and the ups and downs and the twists and turns of life. Y'all, maybe many of us need to know now more than ever before that we're not alone, that we don't have to figure things out on our own. The Holy Spirit wants to lead you by walking with you. But to do this, to experience this, we have to actually start to slow down, stop, and make room, make space for the Holy Spirit's work. The Irish refer to the Holy Spirit as a wild goose. I love that because it reminds me that if I don't slow down, I'll miss so much of the Spirit. I'll miss the work of the Spirit. If I don't ask for the work of the Spirit, I'll miss so much of what God has for me. And I believe there is an invitation for each and every one of us to slow down so that we don't miss what the Holy Spirit's doing. The fourth thing I want to highlight is this. Jesus says the Holy Spirit doesn't act independently. This is where a lot of Christians, uh, you know, on TV and in other places give uh, the Holy Spirit a bad reputation because people are always saying like super kooky things and blaming those things on the Holy Spirit. Has anyone read John Krakauer's book, Under the Banner of Heaven, and maybe watched that show on, um, you can admit that in church, it's fine. Um, Krakauer's one of my favorite writers, my, one of my favorite nonfiction writers, and he has written a book about what some fundamentalist Mormons did back in the 90s, and it is truly harrowing. And one of the things that strikes me about that story, and really fundamentalism of every kind, is that people say some crazy stuff and say the Holy Spirit was talking to them. Here's what Jesus says about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will never tell you to do something or believe something that is contrary to the heart of Jesus and to the words of what we see in the scripture. Jesus says here, you can trust the Holy Spirit because the Spirit never acts independently but acts in concert with Father and Son. So the Holy Spirit is safe to travel with. And in an era where some people have blamed some wild stuff some dangerous stuff on the spirit. Jesus here 2,000 years ago saying that's not the way it works. You can trust the Holy Spirit. One of the things I love about the, the idea of the Trinity, the Father, Son, and Spirit, is that we have this beautiful like dance of 
three persons of the Trinity all made from the same substance, all of the same substance. If you like the Father, if you like the Son, you will love the Father and the Holy Spirit and vice versa. Last thing, Jesus says the Holy Spirit makes the things of Jesus known to us. The Holy Spirit takes Jesus's property and assimilates it so that you can receive it and live in the goodness of what Jesus has to offer you. So in order to receive what Jesus has through the Holy Spirit, you're invited to slow down and begin to pay attention to what the Lord wants for you. You're invited to tend to your whole person. So one of the ways that I make room for the Holy Spirit is through my rule of life. It's through a way of doing my life with God. And the word rule of life, that phrase could be alarming because it sounds like rules. It sounds heavy. It's just an old way of saying like your plan or your pathway of discipleship. And for me, my rule of life consists of what I call a spire model, S-P-I-R-E. And these five components of how I tend to my life and receive from the Holy Spirit have been very helpful, transformative for me, my spiritual life. So coming to church and reading and praying, fasting and doing the things Christians do in our spiritual lives, my physical life, taking care of my body, trying to sleep, you know, enough and exercise and um, drink enough water and not too much of the other kinds of water. Um, SPI, my intellect, being curious, learning new things, having conversations with people that move me and stimulate me to think differently or to think more deeply about my life, my faith, my relationships, tending to my real relationships and the spheres of relationships. You know, you got some people real close and then you got some people further out and you got to figure out how to do relationship. And then finally, my, our emotions, S-P-I-R-E. For the longest time, I had a lot of energy in the spiritual and not enough energy in knowing how I was actually feeling. And one of the great gifts of my life in the latest, this latest season is being more comprehensive, tending to all the, the characteristics that make me a person. The Holy Spirit doesn't want to just get into your life here in church. The Holy Spirit wants to help renew you in your relationships, in your emotions, in your intellect. God wants all of you. And the Holy Spirit wants to get into that space. So I want to invite you to make some space for the person and work of the Holy Spirit. And um, that leads me to the last thing I, I want us to reflect on. And, and we're going to spend just a couple of minutes in some silent reflection. Let's put that question up. Where are you needing and what does it look like for you to create some more space in your life for the Holy Spirit? And I want you to be as practical about this as possible. For some of us, it might be just spending some time in quiet, going for a walk without music or podcasting and say that prayer over your life, the prayer come Holy Spirit. Knowing what he's come to do, now when we ask him to come, we have a little bit more of a, a, a sense of what he might do if he comes close to us. Where might the Lord be inviting you to create a little bit of space for the work of the Spirit this week? It could be lunch by yourself instead of at your desk, go somewhere quiet. It could be taking a walk. It could be a little bit of reading, a little bit of learning. Where might the Lord be asking you to make some intentional space? We're gonna spend just a few moments in 
contemplation, asking that question, trying to discern what we might be doing and being invited to do in response to the Spirit. And then after a couple of moments of silence, I'll come up and we'll come to communion together. I'll lead us to this table. But first, let's just, let's be still. Let's do a little bit of contemplation. we're able to do so, let's stand together.